Good morning, good afternoon, good noon time, good noon Thursday, good evening, good good night, good midnight, whatever time of day it is. See, I want you to know that I'm Lynn Ferguson and I approve this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show, Lynn Spence, the podcast dedicated to black life in America and all over the world and music. So today we're going to discuss Machine Carter in Mississippi, so we're just going to get right into it. Just sit back, relax, pull up a stack, and let's jump in. Let's dance. Rasheem Carter was lynched. Rasheem Carter, 25-year-old black man, was lynched in Mississippi. Now, we already know that they're imposing new um, or old Jim Crow laws all over again in Mississippi right now. And I don't have all the details on that because I'm more focused on Rasheem right now and breaking the story because I just found out about this and I immediately came here to um, put this out here. And I'm going to be writing an article about this as well um, within the next uh, few days after spring break ends this weekend because um, I've got a lot of homework to do um, before Monday. So I can't do it this weekend. But this is ridiculous. This is, I don't even have words for this. Like ridiculous is a slap in the face to what this is and what this family and we as black people are going through right now. Do you know they allegedly have found other remains that could be his? And it seems that they might've been scattered throughout um, um, uh, a few acres, some acres of land, or it could be a whole other person. And by remains, I mean they literally sent his mother a shoebox with his decapitated head that was severed from his spine and his spine as well. They sent this woman less than Emmett Till's mother got. What are we going to do? What are we about to do? Because I'm, I'm down. I'm totally down. I just need to know what's up. What are we about to do? Like, seriously. Like, if you don't know how to contact me, look up my name. You can Google me. It's the same thing on Facebook. Give me some suggestions. Let's toss around some ideas. What are we about to do? Because this is unacceptable to the nth degree, to the nth degree, unacceptable. They have the nerve, the sheriff down there has the nerve to talk about some, I think it's the Smith County Sheriff talking about some, ooh, you know, we don't suspect, suspect foul play, an animal may have gotten to the, an animal did not do that to this man. An animal did not do that to this young man. A father, I believe a seven-year-old girl, who was the inspiration for the name of his seafood restaurant business that he apparently lost during the pandemic or had to close, and started working at this 
you know, as a welder at this other, um, you know, for this company, in the meantime, to reopen. And he alleges, according to some of the evidence that has been, you know, verbally presented through the news um, um, by, um, be it um, news commentators, anchors, and um, even the uh, attorneys themselves of the family, um, which of course they've got Ben Crump in them. Um, it's been said that there's evidence rather that he contacted his mother days before he, maybe even just one day before he was, um, he went missing allegedly, as they put it. And uh, that was around, he went missing apparently around this, the first or the second of October of last year. So this was months ago, this is recent. And he apparently contacted his mother and informed her that, you know, things weren't going too well at the job. And um, um, I don't know the timeline of all of this, so don't, don't quote me on the sequential order of all of this. But the things that he told her in totality are that he was um, in fear for his life after getting into an argument with the owner of the company he was working as a welder for or with. And um, he ended up running, um, taking off and being chased by three pickup trucks full of like white dudes from the place or whatever, where he got into it, I guess, apparently this, uh, this owner of the company. And um, he informed his mother that he was not seeing eye to eye uh, with her, with him. And um, that if anything happened to him, it was this, this man, this owner of the company was responsible. That he was sending people after him. Basically mobs of people, lynch mobs, who indeed lynched him. So, I mean, we're talking Mississippi. Like, it's going down in Mississippi. I'm about ready to move to Mississippi. I'm about ready to move on down there. Because you got to be out your mind if you think you're about to be lynching us and the whole country ain't about to move down into one state. Bitch, we will all move down to Mississippi and, 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 and Mississippi will be burning. Figuratively, obviously. Do you know that between two, and I don't trust these numbers because they never give the, you know, real, it's very rare that they give the real stats. You know, they're talking about only 2,000 people died um, uh, or were lynched um, in all of slavery and Jim Crow. Like, bitch, please. You gotta be out your mind. Millions and millions of people and only 2,000 people were lynched. Yet it's the most known thing about slavery. Bitch, please. Am Jim Crow. But the Washington Post writes between 2000 and um, um, August of 2021, there were at least eight suspected lynchings of black men and teenagers in Mississippi. Now this, this young man 
Rasheem Carter um, is a Fayette, Mississippi native, according to the Post as well. And like I said, he was working a short-term contracting gig as a welder, 100 miles away in Taylorsville. Now, his remains were found, if I'm not mistaken, between Taylorsville, Mississippi, and Laurel, Mississippi. And Smith County is basically taking the case or whatever. But I do believe Ben Crump has contacted the DOJ and federal, you know, the feds and basically told them that he needs them to step in. Because clearly they're not doing their jobs. Apparently he also told his mom or his mom uh, was made aware that uh, by him or what, however, that he also, the police don't want us to know that he also went to the police and tried to report what happened when he was chased by that mob, that lynch mob. And they did nothing about it. They said that they didn't suspect foul play. So let it be three fucking pickup trucks full of black dudes chasing after a white dude down fucking North Grand. And we already know what's going to happen in St. Louis. But you're telling me in Mississippi, of course in Mississippi, you can have three, uh, three truckloads of white people, white men, chasing one young black man. And when he goes to report that to the police, because he's, thank God, made it out of that situation, at least then, they do nothing about it and they say they don't suspect foul play. They don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about you. Me, anybody. Not if you don't fit the bill. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. If you don't know, I started a... Um, I've been lacking lately because I just started this um, school this semester, um, university, as a pre-law student in criminology, criminal justice major. And so I've, you know, been away from a lot of this stuff. But I did start the Black St. Louisan, which is about um, stories in St. Louis and surrounding areas of Black people or involved and or involving Black people um, that are... Um, that don't get as much publicity for the most part. And um, just trying to amplify our stories. But even though this is in Mississippi, I'm going to be writing about this because this is insane. And I'm also gonna tie it to the six murders uh, in Ferguson of the um, most of them were activists. You know, according to NBC News, two young men were found dead inside torch cars. Three others died in apparent suicides. Apparent, alleged suicides. Another collapsed on a bus, his death ruled an overdose. So someone had an overdose on the bus because, you know, you just trip on the bus and, you know, that's what, you know, someone who has the wherewithal to protest 
and you know legally fight for his rights and demonstrate his civil you know um, duties and or uh, liberties is also a person who is going to just get high on the bus no I suspect and this is speculation that he was injected with something um, the three others uh, who apparently died in suicide or allegedly. Um, I know about one of those situations. Definitely wasn't a suicide. And um, then the two others dead inside torch cars because, of course, they just killed themselves and then lit, them, lit their cars on fire or maybe the other way around. Just ridiculous. The article goes on to read, the six deaths all involving men with connections to protests in Ferguson, Missouri, drew attention on social media and speculation in the activist community that something sinister was at play. Police say that there is no evidence. You see a similar theme between the stories? This is why I'll be bringing this to the BlackStLewison.wix site slash BL, excuse me, the BLS. So again, that's B, P H E, Black, B L A C K, St. Louis, and spelled out S A I N T, St. Louis, L O U I S A N, dot Wix site, W I X S I T E, dot com slash V T H E, B like Brian, L like Lynn, S like Salim. The BlackStLewison.wixsite.com slash the BLS is um, devoted to uh, no- local news to tell the stories, like I said earlier, of um, Black people and underserved people in St. Louis and surrounding areas, and really just in Missouri, but mostly in St. Louis. So again, police say that there is no evidence in deaths, the deaths have anything to do with the protests stemming from a white police officer's fatal shooting of 18-year-old Michael Brown, and that there, and that two were homicides with no known link to the protests. But some activists say their concerns about a possible connection arise out of a culture of fear that persists in Ferguson four and a half years after Brown's death, citing threats, mostly anonymous, that protest leaders continue to receive. The Reverend Daryl Gray said he found a box inside his car. When the bomb squad arrived, no explosives were found, but a six-foot python was inside. Wow. Everybody's on pen Everybody is on pins and needles, Gray said of his fellow activists. No arrests have been made in the two homicides in St. Louis County, police spokeswoman Sean McGuire uh, said witnesses have simply refused to come forward, leaving detectives with no answers for why the men were targeted. We don't believe either one was connected to each other, McGuire said, but adding it's tough to come up with a motive without a suspect. Ferguson erupted in protests in 2014, August, after Officer Darren Wilson fatally shot Brown during a straight confrontation. Brown was unarmed, but Wilson said he fired in self-defense when the Black teenager came at him menacingly. A grand jury declined to charge Wilson in 2014, um, specifically in November, prompting one of the most violent nights of demonstrations and one of the first activist deaths. Hmm. 
DeAndre Joshua's body was found inside a burned car blocks from the protest. The 20-year-old was shot in the head before the car was torched. Darren Seals. Shown on video comforting Brown's mother that same night met an almost identical fate two years later. The 29-year-old's bullet-riddled body was found inside a burning car in September of 2016. The four other deaths, including the three by suicide, were Marshawn McCarroll of Columbus, Ohio, who allegedly shot himself in February outside the front door of the Ohio State House, police said. In 2016, he had been active in Ferguson. Edward Crawford Jr., 27, allegedly fatally shot himself in May of 2017 after telling acquaintances he had been distraught over personal issues, police said. A photo of Crawford firing a tear gas canister back at police during a Ferguson protest was part of the St. Louis Post Dispatch's Pulitzer Prize winning coverage. So, mind you, um, Newspaper entities are winning Pulitzer Prizes for, um, you know, the coverage of, you know, uh, these stories when they're, you know, producing images that are so, you know, that evoke so much emotion. But the people who are leading these charges, these are their fates. In October, 24-year-old Donya Jones was found hanging from a tree in the yard of his North St. Louis County home. His mother, Melissa McKinney's, was active in Ferguson and posted on Facebook after her son's death. They lynched my baby, but the death was ruled a suicide. And he is the one who my mother, um, I don't know if my mother knew him or his mother, but, um, She's the one who told me, but my mom is the one who told me about that case, and uh, it was horrible. She sent me the pictures and everything. And um, he was hanging from a tree. He had been badly beaten. He had a black eye, I'm pretty sure, among many other injuries that clearly were not self-inflicted. And um, I think even his pants were hanging at his feet. But this is what happens. We're looking at this Rasheem Carter case right now, and they're claiming that there's no foul play. They can literally find your skull severed from your spine and nothing else and say, oh, well, looks like he died of natural causes. This won't stand. It won't. The other person they mentioned is Abbasim Masri. A 31-year-old Palestinian-American, Palestine, who frequently live-streamed video of Ferguson demonstrations, was found unresponsive on a bus in November and couldn't be revived. Toxicology results released in February showed he died of an overdose of fentanyl. So he just happened to die of an overdose on a public bus of something that you can just touch and be killed by. You can just touch fentanyl and be killed by it. Overdose on it, whatever. So we're saying a drug like that 
that back then was not popping in St. Louis like that. That drug was what killed him. So he was just into fentanyl before anybody else. And he died of it on the bus. When it's a drug, like I keep saying, it just has to be a drug that was, you know, not popping in St. Louis at that point. That was, um, um, therefore, not as readily available. And it's in a public place where it easily could have been um, wiped on his the railing in front of him, on his seat, um, even administered to his neck. Someone could have just like swiped him when they got on the bus. And within seconds, that could have been it. We literally have a 2022 Emmett Like I honestly thought that Ahmaud Arbery was more of an Emmett situation. It was the closest we were going to get to that. Not that we're striving for it, but I was, I'm just so taken aback by the fact that we don't, we can't just look at Ahmaud Arbery and say, oh, okay, you know, it was gruesome, it was horrible. Um, I wouldn't wish it on most enemies, but like, it wasn't, I hate to compare, but it wasn't in my mind to the degree of the horror of seeing, of a mother seeing her son in the state that Emmett Till's body was in. But to see her baby, like this. Rashim is bones. His bones. Like, what do you do with that? How do you, as a mother, I couldn't imagine, I cannot imagine and the strength that this woman is showing in the face of it all. I mean, I saw a picture of this woman standing next to the box of the bones of her baby. Like, all right, where's justice? Not cowering, sitting down, broken, falling out and all of those things would have been valid so valid but to see this mother standing strong and tall is a sight to behold I just I can't get over it like I'm going to have to edit so many moments of silence out of this episode because I just, I don't know what to say, except what do we need to do? 
if you know what we need to do right now, contact me. You can go to my website that I gave earlier and you can send me a message that way, contact me, or you can, um, again, I'm Lynn Ferguson or Lynn Tennyson on every platform. So um, I'm Lynn Ferguson on Facebook, Lynn Tennyson on Instagram. So that's L-I-N one zero U-S-O-N Lynn Tennyson. I just I just I know what I'm gonna do. I know a few things I'm gonna do at least. But I just feel like it's not enough. I think we've hit a point at which we either put up or shut up. Honestly. Like I really do. I feel like we've reached a point at which we either have to just stop talking about what's happening to us and let it happen, like the Native Americans just get wiped out for the most part, or we gotta fight. We've gotta fight. Because you have to understand the whole system is built to harm us in every way imaginable. It is built to harm us. And if the system is fucked, then we gotta fuck up the system. I'm Lynn Ferguson, your host here on the show, Lynn's Fens. Tune in with you next time we jump in, Lynn's and Fens.